Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. This is in our own lives and the world in general. My name is Daryl and I'm here with my wife Karen. My wife Karen. That's you. <laughs> Not your own wife. What? Yeah. You're confusing. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Are you good? I'm good. Are you melancholy? No. Are you cauliflower? Yes. Okay. I'm broccoli. I'm... Oh, wait. What? <laughs> what What kind of broccoli are you? With cheese, of course. Cheddar. Cheddar is better. <laughs> <laughs> now you just reminded me of that, that article about Veggie Tales. I didn't read that one. Oh. <laughs> I think I saw the headline. Yeah. Or be careful what kind of... Because it's racist, right? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. Edgy tales. It's like they just decide that 20 years later. 20, racist. Almost 30 years later, I guess. Because veggie tales got to be woke. We got to woke them veggie tales. <laughs> so, uh, it's Christmas. Christmas time. Snow's coming Christmas down. Christmas season, Advent. When we celebrate the birth of the Messiah. <laughs> which was prophesied hundreds of years before it happened. So it's a fulfillment of scripture. And we went to, over the weekend, Graceway Bible Church, who has their Christmas Live, which is a really cool event. And they like set up uh, basically like live scenes from the creation, the fall, and then throughout up until basically the resurrection of Christ. And it's really cool. So they have volunteers from their church and other churches that help out with live actors. They have live animals. We saw a giant camel. Yeah. They always have really cool. They have donkey. Donkey. Donkeys. Donkey. I don't know. They have donkey. They have donkey <laughs> and, and camel. Donkey and camel. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> it was one, one humped camel. They have a donkey and a camel. Actually, I feel like they had two donkeys last. Did they? Anyway. I didn't count the animals. Yeah. But it's pretty neat. I like it's a good experience, good way to uh to expose other people to go to it who, who aren't believers. It's a good uh evangelism yeah, tool. Just a little walk through. Yeah. It was quite cold last night, but you're not outside for the whole thing. It's like part inside, part outside. And they set up like it's really nice because they have um hot chocolate, cookies. They um do free photos. They have crafts for the kids beforehand while you're waiting. Mm-hmm. I like going to because we we always see people from other churches who yeah. we know. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what night we've gone, we always see people you know. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool because everyone tries to make it a point to get there at some point. Yeah, and then so. randomly people, a couple of people from our church were there, and they happened to be in our tour group. Same group, yeah. Yeah, that was really neat. Neat. Uh, neat. 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 So, uh... So, Karen. So, Karen, what are, what we, are we even doing, doing here? here? <laughs> well, this is another one of our second of the Christmas series podcast yeah. themes. Last week, we talked about Santa. And... This week, we're this going week. to talk about 
Rudolph? Oh, wait. I thought it was talking about <laughs> Rudolph. And this, the spirituality of the red nose and what it represents. Uh, because the redness of his nose represents the blood of Christ. And Right, right. Yeah, it must. Uh, yeah, his flying represents the Holy Spirit. And uh, that's not what we're going to talk about tonight. Because <laughs> I just made all that up. But it sounds pretty good. You can probably... You better watch it, because someone I, might steal that. That'll preach. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about another object of Christmas that is a sweet treat. <laughs> it's very minty. Well, sometimes. Now there's all different kinds. There, yeah. There's Which, Rue's favorite kind flavor? is the... Um, Jolly Rancher. Isn't it Jolly Rancher? The Jolly Rancher brand ones, I think. Yeah. And they're the uh, can they're like a candy starburst candy. candy corn. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, it's an outburst. <laughs> like, wait, that, it's not candy, can corn. candy corn. Candy, candy cane. canes. Candy corn. Candy corn. <laughs> you like sugar, don't you? And syrup. Is there sugar in that? Yes. Is there sugar and syrup? So we're gonna talk about candy canes <laughs> because there was a recent article. There's a lot of recent articles, articles <laughs> all over social media. So I, I tried to pick, you know, not the Fox News one or just, I tried to find a bias or unbiased, sorry, unbiased news source, <laughs> which they're all, they're all, they're all, he's biased. even making weird faces tonight. They're all, you can hear our foster child. He's on my lap hiccuping. Uh, Cause he's like. Candy canes sound good. I want to try one. But he's just eating formula. Right, buddy? Formula. So I'm going to try because to... Because he's an experiment. Read some of this article. You don't want me to read it, do you? Okay. An elementary school... This is from uh, CBS Philly. CBS. CBS Philly. An elementary school principal in Omaha, Nebraska, who asked teachers not to celebrate Christmas in classrooms, is now on administrative leave. So this is like a follow-up to the initial article. So this is from CBS Philly, uh, December 10th, 2018, and it's a follow-up article to the initial article. An elementary school principal in Omaha, Nebraska, who asked teachers not to celebrate Christmas in classrooms, is now on administrative leave. An internal memo signed by Principal Jennifer Sinclair as, quote, the unintentional Grinch who stole Christmas from Manchester, unquote, included a list of Christmas-related items and activities that could not be used in class at Manchester Elementary School. Quote, I will do my best to communicate the expectations from here on out, which aligns with my my interpretation of our expectations as public school who seeks to be inclusive and culturally sensitive to all of our students, unquote. Sinclair said in the memo, following a list of not acceptable practices like the following. So these are the unacceptable practices that she put in the memo. Unacceptable! These are unacceptable! <laughs> So she says, using images of Santa's or Christmas items on worksheets, trees in classrooms, elf on the shelf, which, by the way, get rid of that entirely. Anyway, uh, 
singing carols, playing Christmas music, sending a scholastic book that's also a Christmas book, making ornaments as gifts, reindeer, Christmas movies slash videos, or slash characters from Christmas movies. And on a different article, it also said anything uh, red and green. So, like, I can't wear my favorite green shirt. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) And the most curious, not acceptable item, candy canes. Uh, So, according to Sinclair, the shape of candy cane and its color strongly represent Christianity and Catholicism. And she said, quote, historically, the shape is a J for Jesus, the red is for the blood of Christ, and the white is a symbol of his resurrection. This will also include different colored candy canes, Sinclair wrote. So, it's weird, because I'm trying to think back, you know, I went to public elementary school starting in fifth grade, and we made ornaments. I mean, it wasn't like, I can't remember, like, there being, like obvious christmas themes but it wasn't banned it wasn't like that was one of the most fun things about public school i think was around christmas time because mm-hmm. it's like all the special things that were going on right you know yeah and now i guess you can't do nobody, any of it yeah it's like things have just gotten to the point where it's like come mm-hmm. on already yeah but apparently an organization uh the memo was obtained, continuing on, on in the article, the memo was obtained by nonprofit Christian ministry Liberty Council, which sent a letter urging the school district to reverse the ban, saying it violates the U.S. Constitution by showing hostility towards Christmas. It is kind of hostile towards it. I mean, yeah. I know there's the whole separation of church and state. We're not going to talk about that in this podcast, uh, in this episode. Uh, but, yeah, it is kind of... Well, that's my thing. It's like, it seems like everything else is acceptable except that. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the principal was actually put on leave because of it, but the, I, don't, I don't think that was the intention of the Liberty Council, the Christian Liberty Council, was to have her put on leave. They just wanted, like, right. they wanted the, you know, the ban to be reversed or, like, just, <clears throat> just let people be who they are. And like, <laughs> like, yeah, we like, have to get rid of it. We can't have expression. any... Yeah, we can't have anything... Because like then the school, I, so the principal's probably so hyped up, you know, over her getting worried that she'll get in trouble if she doesn't put out this ban. Yeah. So, I'm yeah, sure. So it's not, there probably it's wasn't, not her fault. Yeah. Because the world is the way it is. Right. So, I'm. Everyone's afraid. I don't know her. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt that she, that it wasn't like her personal vendetta against Christmas. And I'm sure, you know, that's how some of the, you know, conservative news sources are probably trying to spin this that she you know banned this it was you know her war on christmas and the public's mm-hmm. war on christmas which i don't think that was the intention behind it but it, people are so sensitive nowadays that they're you know just going the opposite way where it does look hostile towards christians yeah uh you know some and some of the stuff <clears throat> that she banned isn't you yeah, know i it, didn't realize the list was that long i read yeah. the a different article, but because it, it's again Santa, yeah, it's a <clears throat> Christmas thing we do. But we talked about that last week. It's not really the point not, of Christmas, and that's yeah. again more of a modern thing. Uh, and you know, a, 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 a tree in the classroom. So like, yeah, we can't have, you know, 
Christmas tree, evergreen tree. You can have it. It's just a random <laughs> evergreen tree. Is that any tree or just a Yeah, Christmas like where tree? does it stop? Like how about if you just put a wreath up? Like, like is it honestly, because it's a you wreath? you can turn anything to mean what you want it to mean. Mm-hmm. You can make anything offensive. Right, right, right now in our, in where we're recording this in our living room, I'm looking at some pine cones. In the you know, in the middle of uh, our living just, room table, I just the, always have yeah, they're always some kind here, of bowl of right? pine cones all year. But uh, but I bet like it's like pine cones, right? If you like had some like frosting on them, like snow. Well, those pine cones are up there. Oh okay. Oh, okay. oh we do have them. Yes, we have some <laughs> frosted pine cones up there. But that would make it look Christmassy. So in this school, you, like she'd crack down on you and like, oh, Can't what are you doing? Cones. That's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what about reindeer? Reindeer are just like what if you hit one on your actual... way to, on your way to school? Yeah, and you bring a piece. What of if it... one <laughs> runs over your grandma? Like, and then you gotta like go to the funeral. What, do you but have you to lie. About yeah, it? Like, like you can't mention that. Like, can't like, say that you can't call it a school. Over by like, a reindeer. Yeah, it's just, you just can't have that. I mean, it was she was yes, yeah, she was walking home from our house Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Oh or like, gosh. like I guess could you have? I think I did see another list where the things that you could have, like you could have snowmen or snowflakes, because they're not necessarily Christmas. <laughs> so Olaf is allowed in the classroom. Yeah, Olaf. Olaf can come in. <sighs> but anyway, but we're just gonna talk a little bit about. The, the candy cane itself, because that's kind of what the stir was caused about. That was the main thing that all the headlines were, you know, principal bans candy canes. Uh, candy cane. Uh, so we uh, actually saw a track, a gospel track in our uh, church. And I love that about our church. We have a track rack where there's different kinds aimed at different people. And uh, you, we're encouraged to take them and, you know, hand them randomly to people if you want to or leave them uh like in random places or um in a restaurant like please tip if you're gonna do that Uh, don't don't leave it instead of a tip but tip big and leave a track that's why i I like to do that um but yeah so you encourage to evangelize and i believe people can be saved by reading the gospel in a gospel track and so around this time of year, they'll have ones themed about Christmas because it's a great time to be thinking and talking about spiritual things around, you know, the, the true meaning of why we celebrate, especially as Christians, why we celebrate is the, the, the coming of the Messiah, the Word become flesh and dwelling among us. So this track kind of gives you like a short history of the candy cane. And also, we don't, I don't think there is an accurate, because I've heard different stories about the history of the candy cane, why it's shaped the way it is, why... Historically, it's the red and white colors. Uh, now, now, like Karen was saying before, you can get them different flavors, different colors, but they're usually still shaped the same way, like like a uh, shepherd's crook or a J. Yeah. Uh, which if they're not. That's a swizzle stick. It's a swizzle <laughs> stick, and that's just not a candy cane, even if it's the candy stick. the same flavor. It's not. It's a candy stick. So we could kind of go through the track, and uh, what's cool about it is it kind of breaks down, like I was saying, the history of it, but it'll also give you the, the like, some of this, the Bible references, so I'm going to read some of them as well, and uh, 
<laughs> and uh, we'll we'll just talk about that and let you on be on your way. So, and you're also gonna hear sounds of baby. <laughs> He's very active right now. All right, so we're gonna go through this this track, and uh, I'm gonna read it. And so first, it, it gives like like I was saying before, a brief history. So just like three paragraphs, and then it breaks down uh, eight points with some scriptural references. So uh, this is a great track to, to hand out around this time of year to, to leave places. And actually Crossway puts it out. And Crossway is the, uh, the ones who publish the ESV uh, Bible, ESV Study Bible, uh, and other ESV translations. And that's the Elect Standard Version. <laughs> the the English standard version, uh, yes. so but I'm actually gonna read when we get to some of these references from the CSB, sorry CSB, the the uh, chosen chosen standard Bible, or also the Christian standard Bible that I got last year for Christmas. The, and this is the the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible version of the CSB. Uh, and I just decided to read from that one because that's the one I saw on the shelf tonight. But anyway, without further ado, here's what the, the legend of the candy cane. Long ago, there were two villages in a distant land. One was in the valley and one was on a mountaintop. The people in the mountain village wanted to give each person in the valley a Christmas gift. So the mountain townspeople formed a committee to think of something special. Money was limited and each gift had to be of equal value to each person. After much time and discussion, a decision was finally reached. The town's candy maker, an elderly gentleman who had loved Jesus for many years, came up with an idea, the candy cane. Now, you may be thinking, what is so special about the candy cane? And how, is it ever, and how can it ever be tied in the real meaning of Christmas? Continue reading to find out. How and why? <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go change a diaper. Okay. Karen's Daryl gonna, can continue reading. Karen's gonna take a diaper break. <laughs> yeah. So I'll continue reading, and we will find out how and why. So the first point here, it says the candy cane is in the shape of a shepherd's staff. Pretty obvious. Jesus is our shepherd, and we are his flock. A sheep follows his own shepherd, knows his voice, trusts him, and knows that he is totally safe with him. The sheep will follow no, no other shepherd than their own. In the same way, if we belong to Jesus, we will follow only him. So it references John 10, 11, Psalm 23, 1, Isaiah 40, verse 11. So New Testament and Old Testament, Jesus is our shepherd. So I'm going to read John 10 verse 11 and the word says i am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep so we have jesus as our good shepherd right if you turned and you put your trust in him he is your shepherd and in other verses in john it says it like this this referenced my sheep hear my voice they know me and i know them and they come to me so if you are if you have trusted in christ then you are his sheep. 
He is your shepherd, and he won't let you go. He is the good shepherd. Um, three times in, in the scriptures, in the, in the gospels, there's the, the good shepherd story, and where the, the good shepherd, the shepherd, Jesus talks about, leaves the 99, he leaves the flock to go after the one. And what I love about that is he doesn't say that's a reckless thing to do. Nowhere would that be reckless, because he says, he says to those listening to him, what shepherd among you would not leave the 99 to go after the one? So he's not saying this is a reckless thing. He's saying this is a responsible thing. And that's what Jesus does. He comes and he gets you. And when the shepherd finds you, he doesn't just like hope that you come back with him and he's hoping and like, oh, I hope my sheep come and back, come back to me. What the shepherd does is he lifts up the, that lost sheep and he puts that sheep on his shoulders and carries it back to the flock. So that's Jesus. That's what he does. If you've trusted in him, it's because he's come to you and he's picked you up and he's put you on his shoulders because he is relentless in going after his sheep. He is responsible. He knows his sheep. He will come and get his sheep. And that's what I hope that you've trusted in the good shepherd. So continuing on, point two, it says, the candy cane has a J shape, the first letter of Jesus' name. In the Bible, an angel came to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And that's Luke 1.30-31. And it's also in Matthew, there's a reference to that too. And I'm going to look that up to, for you. Matthew 1, verse 21, and the CSB says, she will give, and this is uh, the angel talking to Joseph, and she will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So Jesus will save his people from their sins. So that even goes back to his sheep, right? He's the shepherd of his sheep who he knows, and his name is Jesus because he will save his people from his sheep. Or sorry, he will save his people from their sins. Uh, so that's why his name is Jesus, because he saves. It's going on to point three. Point three here says... The wide red stripes on the candy cane represent the blood Jesus shed on the cross for each one of us so that we can have eternal life through him. He restores us and cleans us with his shed blood, the only thing that can wash away our sins. And the reference here is Ephesians 2, verse 13. So we'll go there in the CSV. So I keep saying CSV. CSB. Ephesians. So Ephesians 2, verse 13, reads this way. But now in Christ, you who are far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And continuing on, for he is our peace who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. So this he's talking about Jew and Gentile and he made them one. In his flesh, he made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he may create in himself 
one new man from the two resulting in peace. So there you go. Jesus, by his blood that he shed, he has torn down the wall of hostility, and now we can be one in him. And in, in the Old Testament, in uh, Matthew's, by his stripes, we are healed. And that's the next point, point four. The white stripes represent the right, sorry, the white stripes on the candy cane represent Jesus' virgin birth and his pure, sinless life. He is the only human being who never committed a single sin, even though he was tempted just as we are. He committed no sin, neither was deceit, deceit found in his mouth. 1 Peter 2, 22. So the, those stripes, I'm sorry, I was saying before that represent uh, the stripes, by his stripes we were healed, but not. that's the next point. This point with the white stripes is his purity. So again, the reference is 1 Peter 2.22. He committed no sin, neither was sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. And that's actually also an Old Testament reference. So he's the only sinless, sinless person to ever live. All right, despite what Roman Catholics teach about Mary being sinless, that, that nowhere in Scripture, I know that's a side note there, but nowhere in Scripture... Does uh, it say that Mary was sinless? You won't find that. You can try to make it sound like that, but that's not there. Only Jesus was a sinless Savior. Christ alone saves. So we needed a pure lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And it had to be the sinless one. It had to be Jesus. The second person of the Trinity, the, the, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that's what we celebrate this Christmas. And every Christmas, and every day, we should celebrate that. Without Christmas, there is no Easter. Without the virgin birth, the, the perfect life, the perfect obedience, and, and, and the death on the cross, and the resurrection, that, that's the gospel. We need the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And I'm also going to read... Uh, yeah. I'm also going to read from uh, a different passage here to, to drive home this point of his, his sinlessness. And it's 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. He, and the word says, He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And again, that's the Christian Standard Version. Christian Standard Bible. Uh, so Jesus, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So he never sinned, but he bore the sins of those who believe. He bore the sins of his sheep. He bore the sins of his people on the cross that we might become the righteousness of God. And that might isn't possible. All those who he died for are the righteousness of God. We are declared righteous when we believe. We are justified by our faith in Christ. So our faith justifies us because we have faith in Christ. It's He is the justifier. So, moving on. Would you like to add anything to that? Karen's in and out with the, with the baby here. Karen's <laughs> <laughs> running the show tonight. So verse, or sorry, not verse five. Uh, just, just to let you know the past two episodes. If we sound tired, if you, if you have had a baby, you, we are tired. She's a lot more tired than than I am. She had 
by by her grace she has allowed me to get some more sleep uh but anyway point five on this tract the narrow red stripes on the candy cane symbolizes jesus stripes or scars which he got when he was arrested and whipped the bible says we are healed of sin because he took those wounds and that's referenced in isaiah 53 5 and 1 Peter 2, 24. So by his stripes, we are healed. And I love it in Isaiah. So hundreds of years before Christ was born, it was foretold that he would be. This is prophecy. Isaiah 53, if you, if you read that, if you read it to somebody that doesn't even know the Bible, if you read it to your Jewish friend, and you ask them, who is this about? If they've heard anything about Jesus, they're going to say, Oh, that's about the Messiah. That's about Christ. That's about, you're talking about Jesus. That's the Christmas story. That's the Easter story. And it's from the Old Testament. So the Old Testament, we should be hinged to that. We should be attached to that. We don't unhinge from the Old Testament. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm catching your wording there. <laughs> oh, so, what, am I referencing something? But it, it's the, the, the old to the New Testament. This is the glorious story. It's all about Christ. It's about him. It points to him. Old pointing forward, new pointing back. So we need the whole story, you know, from Genesis to Revelation. So moving on, point six. The flavoring in the candy cane is peppermint, which is similar to hyssop. Hyssop is of the mint family, or hyssop, is of the mint family, was used in the Old Testament times for purification and sacrifice. References John 19.29 and Psalm 51.7. That's interesting, because I didn't know that. that, that yeah. Hyssop was a, a mint flavor. So that's pretty cool. So I'm just going to read uh, John 19.29. Uh, and that's the, the, the crucifixion of Christ. And verse 29 says, A jar full of sour wine was sitting there. So they fixed the sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch, and they held it up to his mouth. So they put it on this branch, the sour wine, and they gave Jesus uh, the sour wine. And then it says, When Jesus had received the sour wine, he says, It is finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. And I just love that verse, verse 30, uh, where Jesus says, it is finished. So the Greek word there is tetelestai, which can be translated, it is finished, or also paid in full. Oftentimes, at the end of a contract, uh, in, in the Greeks, Greek times, in these Bible times, you would, they would write tetelestai, saying that this is paid in full, this is over, no debt needs to be paid. So Jesus on the cross, his last words, it is finished. So when we trust in him, when his sheep come to him, when they hear his voice and they come, and we put our trust in his finished work, it truly is finished. Your sins are forgiven. You are justified. He paid it all. There's no in-between state. There's no death than a time of purging of your sins. That's no. That's not, that's not biblical. The Bible doesn't teach that. Jesus says it is paid in full. He paid your fine. Now, that doesn't mean you trust him and then go and live a sinful lifestyle. 
your heart will be transformed and you will desire him more and more and hate your sin more and more. But just remember, it is paid in full. So point number seven, there's two more to go. Candy canes are made of hard candy and reminds us that Christ is the rock of our salvation. And Psalm 62.2 says, He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. So Christ is our rock. Upon this solid rock I stand. I know, All other ground is sinking sand. All the ground is sinking sand. It's, <laughs> a, it's a great hymn, and that's why hymn, these hymns were written to remind us of these biblical truths, that we can sing these throughout the day. If, you, if you're struggling, just remember Scripture, memorize Scripture verses, but also sing these songs, you know, to remind us that God is our rock. Christ is our rock. And that's great. Next time you, you crunch into a candy cane, <laughs> remember. Yeah, I'm going to think of it totally differently. Yeah, because I didn't know that part either. That's great. So God is our rock. Christ you're is stressed our... out in this Christmas season, if mm. you haven't gotten hardly any of your shopping done, like, <laughs> I'm raising my hand. Um, I'm just going to bring some candy canes with me. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Crunch on those while I shop. <laughs> and the, the last point here is great. And if we share our candy cane with someone else, mm. because we love that person, we are sharing the love of Jesus. In 1 John uh, chapter 4, 7 to 8, let's flip there in our called Standard Bible. Is that what you called it? Called? Called Standard Bible? Is that what the C, the C stands for? <laughs> called out Standard Bible? Called out. 1 John, 2 John, 1 and 2 Peter. It's the books of the Bible. You got to know the books. <laughs> All right. 1 John 4, verse 7 to 8. Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. And that's Christmas. That's all. John wrote this. He wrote John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not, shall not perish but have eternal life. And his sheep will come, his sheep will believe. So I pray that through, through what we explained through the candy cane, through this track, that if you haven't believed yet that you are his sheep, that you come, come into the fold. The shepherd will come get you. So come, be saved, be, saved, be reconciled to God right now. You can just trust in his work. We are sinners. We can't stand in the presence of a holy God because we are sinners. So we can try all these works our ways to earn eternal life, our ways to earn heaven. But that won't work at the end of the day. You need to put your trust in the finished work of Christ. And that's why he came. He came to live for me. 
came to die for me. He came to rise for me. Because I believe that. Because he has taken my heart of stone, given me a heart of flesh. I am born again. And that's what this verse references. You, you need to be born of God. You need to be born from above. And that's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. And I pray out there, if you haven't turned to Christ, if you weren't born again, be reconciled to God now. Be born again. Be born from above. I pray the Holy Spirit works in your heart. And that would be the ultimate Christmas gift you can ever receive, mm. eternal life, to be with God forever. Because that's what heaven is. It's not this place where you go and, you know, you, you, you play your favorite sports all day or you're, you're fishing all day. You, that stuff might be there. But set our eyes mm. above to where God is to be with him in glory. And that's amazing that we can even have that opportunity that God would even send his son to do that. Because we should all be wiped out. He should just flood the world again, burn the world again. Yes. Start over. Yeah. But he, he says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to redeem a people. I will call my people to myself. Mm. And that's a glorious thing. So the tract ends with, with this. Uh, God gave himself to us when he sent Jesus to earth to save us. He loves us so much that he wants us to spend eternity with him. So we are assured that eternity when we trust and believe in Jesus, our Savior. So we are assured of that. So he, 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 he wants people to be with him for his glory. That's ultimately it. So yeah, yes, he, he does love us. He loves those who he's called out. And it's for his glory. And that's why he sent his son, to glorify himself. And that might sound egotistical, but he's the only one that deserves glory. He's the only one that deserves praise. And for him to even want us to be part of that is, again, the greatest gift you can ever receive, eternal life, to be with God forever. And part of that is, like, you know, glorifying God is the, the main objective of that is to make his name known mm -hmm. to make him known right how else would you do that right yeah you get and that's I mean, the thing you if can't you, just live mm -hmm. like be a good person right <laughs> people won't see you have to tell them yeah and hopefully they're asking because uh uh you know that that famous verse about giving always be ready to give a defense of your faith, but it also is of people who ask you. So are people asking us why we believe? Are people asking us, you know, why why we're so giving, why we're so generous, why we do this or that? You know, and, and if we say, oh, that just seems like the right thing to do. Yes, you know, God gives a conscience, and it should be the right thing to do. But we should also point to Christ, because of, if you're a believer out there, it's because of what he's done for you. But not out of guilt. We don't do this out of guilt. It's out of a changed heart. That wants to wants to be more like Christ, wants to be more like the one who gave Himself for us, and that's ultimately who we have to point to and share the gospel. So I want to encourage you, if you are a Christian out there, that you're sharing the gospel, you're taking opportunities to share that gift of eternal life. You know, we are ambassadors of Christ, 
and that that verse that I read before from Second Corinthians about uh, he became sin who knew no sin, so we might become the righteousness of God. Before that, there's a whole section about being ambassadors that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus, so we can be ambassadors because he is reconciling the world through his son and we are the ones that give that message so if people don't hear that message they're not going to have a chance to be reconciled to god so it's part of our job so share that message this christmas season people ask you why are you celebrating this christmas thing you know people ask oh what are you what are you getting for for this person or that person tell them but then roll that around and say but you know what gift i got (laughs) i got eternal life do you did you ever get that gift of eternal life (laughs) have you you received that gift yet has has your heart been changed do you know really why we celebrate christmas you know really why jesus was born eternal life store there's an there's an eternal life store does amazon sell that amazon (laughs) (laughs) you can get it on etsy prime (laughs) Can I get it in yeah, two days, or do I have to wait? Oh, it's it's instant. It's, <laughs> re- it's repent and oh. believe, and you're justified. Instant. Instant. And then your sanctification begins. Well, people like things instant these days. Yeah, you get it right away. Yeah. You don't have to wait. Nope. <laughs> but it's it's an amazing thing. It truly is. And... You know, and that's why, you know, these other things like Santa and Elf on the Shelf or <coughs> these, these Christmas movies. You know what? I rarely uh, see him on the shelf, though. You know? Yeah, I see, really? Yeah, they, I see Elf people don't seem to put him on, on the, the toilet. Shelf. I see Elf in the fridge. Where's he at now? I see Elf on the roof. Yeah. Uh, he's but, always uh, up to shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But, I, uh, I, yeah, I, and they're, they're fun things to do. But if, if we're, we as Christians aren't pointing ultimately to Christ in everything we do, not, not even during the Christmas season, but just in everything we do, point to him because he, he deserves all the glory. God deserves all the glory, and we just need to do that. And I, I need to do it better. Like even in just yeah. mundane general life things, just do all to the glory of God. So... Amen. Amen. I, you know what? Last week I didn't say I learned anything, but I definitely oh, did. And, and I learned today, and so I, just I hope you did too. You're just going to make up for that now. Yeah, make up for it. You learned stuff last uh, week and mm-hmm. this week. Well, I didn't learn as much this week because I missed most of the podcast, but... <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize Well, we for talked that, about but, the candy uh, cane, and I went through yeah. this tract, so hopefully the tract was clear. Uh, yeah, and... and you can order tracts if you don't have them, if your church doesn't have them. I mean, you can go to Crossway. This is goodnewstract.org. Uh, you can write your own. That's always fun. I like yeah. doing that. I like writing my own. We have some digital designer friends that mm-hmm. help us out. Uh, yeah, and if you're sending Christmas cards to people, put them in the cards. I mean, I'm sure most of you already sent your Christmas cards. But I know. Put them in the cards. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of salvation. Uh, so I hope you're encouraged out there. Check us out weekly. Mm-hmm. Wednesday we, we try to put out a new episode every Wednesday on iTunes. Go and leave a review. Uh, SoundCloud. We're on Facebook. We're on that Twitter thing. 
and that's what we got for you. Yeah. Did it? Did can I? Uh, I'm gonna pose a question, totally mm. unrelated to anything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I was listening to a recent episode of Sheologians. Actually, I don't even know if it's recent because apparently I don't know how to work the podcast app, and sometimes I can't find the most recent mm-hmm. episodes. But anyway, they were talking about showering. <laughs> I don't know if I heard that one. Did I? <laughs> I don't remember the beginning or the end of the episode, but you know they're silly. I like the silly banter. But anyway, um, and I was just, <laughs> I, I, it's just something I never thought about before. Um, but. <laughs> Do most people turn the shower water okay, on? I did hear this episode first before they get in the shower to make sure it's the right temperature. I I turn it on first. Was it was it was it Summer Jagger that uh, said she gets in and turns on, or was it Joy? I think Summer is is gets in first. That's weird. And then like, and I I agree with Summer. Like I always. Well, I mean, I don't agree with her, but like... You get in and then turn it on? I do what she does, and I never have thought to do it otherwise. Well, you get in and turn it on. Not only do I get in first and then turn it on, but I get in with most of my clothes on and then turn the water on. We've been married how long and this is the first time hearing of this? The bottom half of my clothes on, get in, and as it's warming up, I finish getting undressed. And then... You're so weird. <laughs> and then, not only that, but when the shower's done, I get half dressed while in the shower as well. <laughs> like I, I dry off in the shower, and then I stick my well, hand out and reach for some clothes. That's, wait, what? That's why I always bring my clothes in with me. I reach yeah, for some I clothes. Yeah, you do that, but and get mostly dressed before I step out. It's <laughs> all so, like wet and. Weird. And then they, I was just cracking up in the car because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and, and well, that's weird because when she was saying that that she did, I was like, that's the weirdest thing. Like, why would you stand in there <laughs> and turn it on? Because then it's cold and it comes out, and you're I'm gonna, just cracking up. Like, just, I'm like, wait, you, you turn it on. See, People I don't usually do that. I turn it on, get undressed, then get in. <laughs> because that's by the like time I get water. in, by the time I, I, I get in, it's, by the time like... I get in, it's warm. Yeah. But, like, you're wasting hot water. Like, if it gets hot, it gets hot pretty quick. Well, ours does, yeah, but yeah. some people's don't. I don't know. I just feel like... And I don't think I could ever change. <laughs> okay, I don't think I'll ever put it on first. Anyway, if anybody wants to share with me what they do, <laughs> either way, because I feel like I'm totally weird now, which I never knew. But yeah, anyway. she's weird. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So cool. That's your uh, interaction question for the week, and also shout out to Sheologians. Check out their podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, think I should write the summer. You should be like, be like you're not oh weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Sheologians dot com. I think that's their website. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, cool. Yeah. So with that. With that. Just, you know, I felt like I had to contribute a little bit to the podcast, too. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> it's all That's good. a good contribution. Yeah, thank you, thank you. 
All right. So uh, next week, tune in. We will talk about another Christmassy topic. <clears throat> I mean, only 15 days away. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Not even 14, I guess, by now. <clears throat> cool. If you have any uh, suggestions on Christmas topics, please let us know. And uh, we will ignore those. Now nah, we'll we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to get to them. Uh, cool. That's all I got. All right. Well, in the meantime, we pray that you seek the kingdom of God and that you will continue to learn what we are even doing here. Praise and peace. Does she put in a memo? Unacceptable. These are unacceptable.